Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. Today, I am nerding out on negotiation, something I've been talking a lot about on the podcast this month. And earlier this week, I was joined by a handful of negotiation queens who are really mastering the art of asking for more in my live negotiation workshop. If you missed it, we are now offering a replay, the recording of that two plus hour long workshop, which also comes with a 75 page workbook with inner interactive exercises for you to work through and practice your negotiation skills for only $99. So head to bossedup.org slash negotiation live if you'd like to gain access to that recording and really prepare in real time for any upcoming negotiation you have. Now, today I want to talk about a common question that always comes up when I'm coaching negotiators and job seekers, which is, okay, how do I handle it when they ask me to name my own salary in the middle of the interview? Or sometimes even in the middle of my application for a job. Now, this can be a really tricky and challenging and confounding moment in your job search process because you want to be nice. You want to be agreeable. You want to show them you're a team player and you're a good sport. But at the same time, you don't want to name the number first. Whoever names the first number sets the entire benchmark or anchor point for the rest of your negotiation. It's really important that we allow the employer to name their price. It's kind of like the idea of, you know, taking a purse off the shelf at Target and going to the register to check out and the cashier asking you, well, how much would you pay for this purse? We need to put the responsibility on the employer to name their salary range, preferably at the very outset in the job description itself, which is why in the Bossed Up Courage community, whenever folks share open job positions, which I encourage because it's a great place to share opportunities, I only allow them to stay up if they list a salary range on them or if they list salary expectations that go along with that range. We as employees need to hold employers to that higher standard moving forward. So it's important we decline to answer their question when they ask us to name our price. So how do you do that? Well, I wanted to expound upon that this morning because this topic is something I address in a YouTube video, the most popular YouTube video of mine at all of my entire channel. I think it's up to almost 30,000 views. And I want to share this quick tip with you here via the podcast too, because it is so important. Now, this is broken down into a three-step process, kind of like stop, drop, and roll so you can get off the topic and put the onus back on the employer. Here's how it breaks down. First, when they ask you to name your salary, find a way to politely but persistently refuse. You might say, 
you know, I'm not comfortable talking turkey just yet. Or you might say, it's a little early in the process to talk salary. Or you might say, it's a little premature to talk numbers just yet. You want to open your response to their request by making it very clear as politely as possible that no, you will not be giving them an answer to their question. Ladies, I know this is hard. We have been socialized our entire lives to be yes people, to be people pleasers, to be nice, to be sweet, to be coy, to be kind. We need to flatly and clearly refuse when asked this. If you need to practice, just practice turning people down when they ask you for your number or when they are asking you out on a date. Practice politely, but firmly turning people down. You know, it is a skill that we as modern women absolutely need. And it is challenging because it runs counter to everything we've been taught our entire lives and everything we've been rewarded for our entire lives. But I said this is a three-part process. You can't just flatly refuse and then leave them hanging. So there are two other steps here that really help, you know, smooth things over after you flatly but firmly and as pleasantly as possibly refuse. The second step is to assuage their underlying concerns. I know assuage is a is a $10 word, but it's the only right word for this. What I mean is you want to reassure them that their underlying concerns are not valid. Now, what's their underlying concern when they're asking you about your salary expectations? They're worried they can't afford you. They're worried that they're wasting their time and yours. And they want to cut the process off early if you're going to ask for $100,000 and they only have $50,000 in the budget for this position. So in order to comfort them a little bit and reassure them that everything's going to be okay, which is honestly part of the process as an interview tactic, I encourage you to say something like this. I'm sure if everything else falls into place, we won't have trouble agreeing on a salary number. Or I'm sure if we decide to move forward, we'll be able to come to an agreement on salary then. Or, I'm sure if everything else falls into place, you'll make a competitive offer. Basically, what you're signaling to them is, don't worry, we can figure that out later. Let's keep this conversation going. And basically reassuring them that you're not wasting each other's time, even if you possibly are. So to be clear, you may be reassuring them from a place of ignorance, because you might not know, you know, what they have in mind in terms of salary. And this is a bit of a leap of faith. A lot of negotiation and a lot of interview tactics are about winning them over, persuading them to give you a competitive offer, and then really weighing your decision. When you are courting a company, it is not your job to be picky publicly in the interview process. It is your job to win an offer by being as persuasive as possible and then be picky in terms of weighing that offer, but be picky privately. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, hem and haw in the interview process. You want to get them to make a freaking offer so that you can actually, you know, weigh your options because you don't have an option until you have an offer. So say what you need to say to persuade them into making a competitive offer without naming your price first. So that's step two, is assuaging their underlying concerns. The third step is to pivot. You need to drop this topic like it's hot. You need to move on to a different subject matter or put the onus on them 
to answer their own question. So when I say pivot, I mean, you want to get the spotlight off you. You want to make this a swift one, two, three maneuver so that you can move on and keep calm, right? So you might say, can you tell me more about the salary range that you had in mind? In other words, putting the onus on them, right? Put the question back at them and put the ball in their court. Or you can pivot off to a different topic altogether. Can you tell me more about what success looks like in the first quarter of this position? Can you tell me more about how my performance will be evaluated? Can you tell me more about what the growth potential you foresee in this role might be, right? You want to give them an open-ended question to put the ball back in their court and get it out of yours. Pass it back to them. So to put those three steps together, you want to politely but persistently refuse, then assuage their underlying concerns and pivot. Here's what it might sound like all put together. They might say, hey, Emily, what kind of salary did you have in mind? And I might say, you know, I think it's a little early to talk numbers, but if everything else falls into place, I am confident we'll be able to find a path forward that works for everyone. In the meantime, can you tell me more about what my future in this role might look like one to two years out from today? This three-step strategy can really pay off in making sure that you're not naming your price if the employer you're interviewing with had a much higher budget in mind. The worst thing you can do in your interview is say, yeah, you know, I was looking for 65 to 75K when they had a budget in mind already allocated for this position for 75 to 85K. Let the employer name their price. This is a game of verbal chicken in some ways. If they continue to ask you over and over for insight on your salary expectations or God forbid your salary history, which has become quite illegal in many states since it perpetuates wage gaps and pay discrimination amongst women in marginalized groups, rinse and repeat this three-step strategy. Continue to use it. And if they start to get abrasive or frustrated with you. You might make it clear that you will wait for them to make an offer. You might say, listen, I don't want to go around and around. I don't want to waste your time. I'm really excited about this opportunity. And I am excited to see what kind of a competitive offer you make if you decide to head in this direction. But until then, talking numbers and talking salary feels premature. You know, you can clearly state to them that you will not be naming your price. I know this feels assertive. It is very assertive, which is why it is helpful to do this in person and not via email. So you can smile, so you can nod, so you can use your vocal tone to soften the very assertive <laughs> message that you're presenting. And as per usual, whenever I give that advice, I have to just give a disclaimer, which is we shouldn't have to do this as women, but we live in a messed up world and I'm all about playing the cards we've been dealt while we change the game. All right. If you found this episode helpful, if you found this strategy helpful, please help a sister out by sharing this episode with the women in your world who could use it. Or let's be real, the men in your world who could use it. I find that this strategy can pay off big time and has really been proven out in the results that my negotiation workshop attendees receive in the past when they've negotiated 20%, 30%, 40% raises when navigating a job change or promotion using 
these negotiation tactics and many more, which I outline in our free comprehensive definitive guide to negotiating as a woman, which you can download for free at bossstep.org slash negotiation. And don't forget, if you want to practice in an interactive way through a two plus hour long workshop, you can access the recording of my live negotiation workshop for only $99 at bossstep.org slash negotiation live. I'll drop those links in today's show notes. Thanks as always for listening. Now let's get out there in 2020 and ask for more. Until next time, keep Boston in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.